Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. What a day it's been here in the media. We're going to get to the media's hyperventilation over President Trump's comments on saying he would listen. Hey, you'd have to listen, right? Maybe do both. Listen to Oppo research from a foreigner. All right, we'll talk about that. But I want to start tonight with this breaking news. And I would say, for many of us, sad news. President Trump tweeted out this afternoon, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is going to be leaving. Can we bring this up for his press secretary? At the end of the month, and he talked about the incredible job she's done over the last three and a half years. So when I saw this tweet, I don't know why, but it just reminded me of a recent clip where Sarah Sanders was brought up to speak at a rally in Green Bay. Um, Sarah Sanders is becoming hugely, hugely popular as of late. I mean, she is like, hopefully you'll appreciate this analogy, but she is like a matador with the fake news media, right? She gets up there in those press conferences and she's just like, okay, Jimmy, what do you got? It just poof, pulls that little red thing away and Jim just runs into the wall kind of deal. So just to have some fun tonight to kind of pay tribute to Sarah Huckabee Sanders, here's that clip from Green Bay. They've questioned him at every step. And he's proven them wrong every single time because of all of you. Thank you, Mr. President, for leading our country. Thank you. Oh, she doesn't get it. She doesn't get it. She doesn't understand me after all these years. <laughs> She's becoming too popular. I'm jealous. Sarah, you're fired! <laughs> <laughs> I she just, was wondering, what was that all about? I think that clip is so great. If you remember, if you, if you didn't see that, I mean, they just were standing, I mean, standing ovation for quite some time there for Sarah Huckabee Sanders. We all know President Trump and sometimes how it can be about it if someone else is stealing the show. So he comes out with the old apprentice, you're fired. Then today, uh, President Trump had a bunch of governors at the White House, and so there was this breaking news, and he stood up, and there was just this very touching moment that President Trump spoke very highly of Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She came up and said a few words, so I want to share some of that with you as well. I really wanted to call her up. She is a special person, a very, very uh, fine woman. She has been so great. She has such heart. She's strong, but with great, great heart. And I want to thank you for an outstanding job. Thank you, and thank you. Come. Thank you, honey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'll try not to get emotional, um, because I know that crying can make us look weak sometimes, right? <laughs> Uh, this has been the honor of a lifetime, the opportunity of a lifetime. Uh, I couldn't be prouder to have had the opportunity to serve my country and particularly to work for this president. Uh, he has accomplished so much in these two and a half years, and it's truly been uh, something I will treasure forever. 
Uh, it's one of the greatest jobs I could ever have. I've loved every minute, even the hard minutes. Uh, I have loved it. I love the president. I love the team that I've had the opportunity to work for. The president is surrounded by some of the most incredible and most talented people you could ever imagine. And uh, it's truly the most special experience. Uh, the only one I can think of that might top it just a little bit is uh, the fact that I'm a mom. I have three amazing kids. And uh, I'm going to spend a little more time with them. And in, the, in the meantime, I'm going to continue to uh, be one of the most uh, outspoken and loyal supporters of the president and his agenda. And I know he's going to have an incredible six more years and get a whole lot more done, like what we're here to celebrate today. And uh, I don't want to take away from that. So I certainly want to get back to the tremendous thing that the people behind me have done. And thank you so much, Mr. President. It's truly an honor. Great person. I wanted to play that for you because obviously you, you can you can just sense the emotion going on between those two. You know, President Trump giving her glowing remarks, her, you can tell kind of struggling to get up there. And it's so rare these days that you have sort of this emotionally touching moment in politics today. So I thought it was a good way to uh, pay some tribute to Sarah Huckabee Sanders and share with you tonight because everybody in the media today, what are they talking about? They're just having this hyperventilation because George Papadopoulos uh, asked President Trump yesterday about his son Don Jr. in the meeting we all know that they had up in the Trump Tower and there was that Russian attorney, which let me remind you, was brought into the country on a visa by Barack Obama. She wasn't supposed to be here, but was. And so George Papadopoulos was like, hey, don't you think that he should have went to the FBI? And President Trump basically says, look, you know what? I mean, I, I would listen to Oppo research and, you know, maybe, maybe I'd call the FBI. Here's why I am so, and you see a lot of people that are very upset about this today, not just because of what President Trump said. We'll get to that in a moment. My point is this, and we've been talking about a lot on the show now, is that all, all I want and what I hear from you, all that you want is for Lady Justice to be blind again. That's it. We all know what Hillary Clinton and the DNC did during this past election. I'll talk about that in a moment as well. But if we could just make Lady Justice blind again, I don't think we would be as angry as we are when we see what George Papadopoulos does. Total setup question. Total setup question. And might be like, oh, what are you talking? Guys, we just had $40 million spent, two years, unlimited FBI people, unlimited prosecutors, 2,500. I mean, I can go on and on down the list, right? They went in, they dove into the Don Jr. meeting in the Trump Tower with Bannon and, and uh, Paul, Paul Manafort, and guess what? There was no indictments about that meeting, nothing, nada. So if it's so illegal to go and sit down with a foreigner, why didn't Mueller indict? He had 18 angry Democrats with him. Why were there no indictments in that? Seriously, I know a lot of you have got, you know, you just cannot stand Donald Trump, but you've got to ask yourself that question. If this was so wrong, why didn't they indict? Now, if you do something wrong, if it is illegal, that's all we're saying here in America is then prosecute, indict, do what you, follow the law, but let's not have two different kinds of justice systems in America. So I want to play with you a little bit about uh, the, the clip here. It's ABC. We're not an ABC affiliate, so we can't play all of this. So I want to play some of it for you, and then we'll continue after this soundbite, if you will. I've seen a lot of things over my life. I don't think in my whole life I've ever called the FBI. 
in my whole life. I don't, you don't call the FBI. President Trump says he wouldn't necessarily alert the FBI if foreign governments offered him dirt on a political opponent. I think maybe you do both. I think you might want to listen. I don't, there's nothing wrong with listening. When pressed on whether he would want that kind of interference in U.S. elections, the president disputed the term interference. It's not an interference. They have information. I think I'd take it. It is a crime for a campaign to knowingly accept anything of value from a foreign national. A poll shows voters from both parties overwhelmingly support a law requiring campaigns report contacts with foreign governments to the FBI. This is somebody that said, we have information on your opponent. Oh, let me call the FBI. Give me a break. But FBI Director Christopher Wray has urged exactly that. If any public official or member of any campaign is contacted by any nation state uh, or anybody acting on behalf of a nation state uh, about influencing or interfering with our election, then that's something that the FBI would want to know about. The FBI director is wrong. So, if it's illegal to do what they're suggesting, then indict, refer, prosecute. But Mueller didn't do that. Why not? Why didn't he do it? And again, we've got Nancy Pelosi now. We've got all these kind of Democrats that are saying, hey, nobody, nobody is above the law. I want to share with you what Nancy Pelosi said just to refresh your memory a little bit of what she said at the California Democrat Convention. We will go, we will go where the facts lead us. We will insist on the truth. We will build on an ironclad case to act, because in the United States of America, no one is above the law, not even the President of the United States. So she just said there that we're going to go where the facts lead us. The facts, things that are provable. Can we ramp this graphic, please? I think this is the one I want to share with you, but this is a picture, I believe, of a guy by the name of Christopher Steele. So I'm sure you've been seeing this face a lot now uh, as this whole Russia, Russia, Russia collusion conversation has been going on. Here's what's interesting. Even the Washington Post, even the Washington Post says, wait a second, guys, Hillary and the DNC were paying Christopher Steele. And this is an excerpt from the Post. It says Steele previously worked in Russia for British intelligence. The dossier is a compilation of reports he prepared for Fusion GPS. If you're not familiar with Fusion GPS, you've got the law firm that was basically laundering money through there to pay Fusion GPS via the DNC and Hillary Clinton to then ultimately pay Christopher Steele, who was a British intelligence officer from Russia. That's a foreigner, right? That's a foreign national, isn't it? So if it's illegal, prosecute. Follow the facts, Nancy. All we're saying is, look, let's make Lady Justice blind again. If, and again, President Trump, pure hypothetical. You can't prosecute in hypotheticals, right? But then let's follow the facts here with Hillary Clinton and the DNC. Why are we not doing that? That's what I think people want to see from our justice system. Hopefully we're going to see that now with the JAG, William Barr, uh, the prosecutor he's put onto this story. But I see the, this is why, and I hate saying this, I'm in this industry. 
But this is why when you see President Trump go, hey, the fake news media is the enemy, enemy of the people, today is the exact reason why he says this kind of stuff. You see a hypothetical situation, you tell me one quote-unquote journalist, one quote-unquote reporter that's walked up to Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, anybody in the DNC, Adam Schiff for that matter, and go, hey, why, why was Hillary Clinton playing a, paying a British intelligence guy from Russia? Was that okay? Has anybody asked anybody that question? No, and that's why President Trump, in my opinion, can legitimately make an argument and go, that is the enemy of the people. You can't have a two-sided situation, just like you can't have a two-sided justice system. So just to sort of lighten the mood a little bit, one of you posted this on our Facebook page, and I thought, hey, <laughs> this is the epitome of what's happening here. If you hold the Mueller report up to your ear, let's get rid of that lower third for a second, please. If we can. You can hear the sound. I guess we can't. So let's put it in, in the plasma, Josh. We can. So you can hear the sound of Hillary losing again. You got to have some fun on all this, folks. Otherwise, you're going to drive yourself absolutely batty. Like I said from the get-go, look, if George wants to walk up to Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, um, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and ask him the exact same question about, hey, how about Hillary paying a foreign intelligence guy that was British uh, over in Russia? Great, then refer, prosecute. Let's, let's let the justice system do what it's supposed to do. Would love to know your point of view on what you heard there from President Trump and the fact that you've got this fake news media that has not asked one Democrat about the DNC and the Clinton campaign paying a British intelligence guy to get oppo research from Russia. And you see Adam Schiff there? I was going to play, there's a prank call of Adam Schiff, I'm sure many have seen this, where uh, some Russian radio guys call him up and they're like, yeah, we've got, we have fake, I can't even do my Russian accent tonight. But they were like lining him up going, hey, we, we've got fake pictures of Donald, you know, nude, naked pictures of Donald Trump or whatever. I was going to play it and I decided not to because Adam Schiff is claiming, I don't know if this is true or not, he's claiming that he did call the FBI. So I'll give him some kudos on that. We'll see if that bears out to actually be true. All right, I want to talk about this as well. Fisher Industries, it's a North Dakota company. They are building the border wall down at the southern border uh, next to El Paso. There's been a couple of, oh man, I want to use different language here, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to be nice tonight. There's been a couple of local pundits um, that have had some disparaging things to say about the history of Fisher Industries and that company. It's from a long time ago. They've paid their debts. They've paid their dues. Why in the world local people would want to go out there and intentionally smear a North Dakota company from things that happened a decade ago? I don't totally understand. Many of you called into the show. You don't understand. But I want to show you what's happening here with Fisher Industries. We've talked now at length about the ineptness, the ineptitude of the Army Corps of Engineers. I reminded you about this last night. They went down to Calexico, um, California with President Trump, and they celebrated the building. It was really the refurbishing, if you will, of two miles of wall that was had the money appropriated during the Barack Obama administration. So we're talking years ago, the money's appropriated. It takes him years to finally get two miles of wall refurbished down in Calexico, California. So Josh, you can keep my mic up here a little bit. I'd like you to as we play this because I spoke with Tommy Fisher today. Uh, he sent me this video and I'm just gonna play some of it for you. The whole thing's up on our Facebook page. It's up on Twitter. But watch what happened here, folks. This is in 10 days what I'm gonna show you. In 10 days, but these guys went in and they excavated a bunch of the mountain and then watched the development, the build out of this big, beautiful wall down at the southern border. Here's what Fisher Industries can do in 10 days versus the core in years. Hit it. 
Folks, that's in 10 days. Not only do they build a wall, but at the end there, you can see that paved road for our Border Patrol guys that can now drive right up there. They're not driving over a bunch of gravel. You saw the lights with the electricity going on right there so they can see if people are trying to cross that border. Again, I spoke with Tommy Fisher earlier today. He said, Chris, since we've put this border in place, that was a main thoroughfare for illegals and the cartels to drive people through there. Since they put that wall up, it's driven everybody up to the top of the hill where there's now an Army Corps of Engineer wall, and that's where they're getting through. But at that wall with Fisher Industries, according to Tommy Fisher, not one illegal immigrant has got through that area since they put that wall up. I don't know, you tell me. Stick with the swamp and the Army Corps of Engineers or go with a private company that can be held accountable to the American people and get something done faster and save you and I taxpayer money. Sounds like kind of a no-brainer to me.